All right, hey everybody, today's podcast is powered by Crumble Cookies of Jonesboro in the shops at Hilltop, and man, if you're looking for a great, delicious treat, Crumble Cookies is going to please everybody in the house. Uh, Kelly's brought Crumble to a couple of different (laughs) gatherings recently, and when she leaves, the entire six-pack of cookies is gone. And y'all, this is what we had this week, and you can still get this today. The Caramel Apple, a warm cinnamon apple cookie topped with caramel cream cheese frosting, chopped Granny Smith apples, a drizzle of real caramel, and a house-made streusel. That might have been one of my favorites. That was a surprise to Mm -hmm. me, because that wouldn't have been the first one I would have chosen, but I tried it, and it was really good. Also, the pumpkin roll is really good, too. It's a pumpkin cookie with the perfect blend of autumn spices, all topped off with a spiral of smooth vanilla cream cheese frosting. There's the Aggie Blue Mint, a universally loved cookies and cream cookie covered with delectably minty blue buttercream. There's also the original featuring the peanut butter M&M's candies, and that might be my favorite Mm. cookie I've ever had from Crumble. (laughs) It's their classic cookie, and it's studded with peanut butter M&M candies and stuffed with a creamy peanut butter. And I'm telling you, if you only get one and you love peanut butter, (laughs) that one real good. This week they also have the classic pink sugar, an all-time favorite vanilla sugar cookie topped with a perfect sweep, <laughs> a perfect pink swoop of real almond frosting. And there's the milk chocolate as well, the classic, the can't go wrong, the one that Kai goes for right off the bat every single time. It's a thick and soft cookie that's packed with those milk chocolate chips. And if you hear this before Monday the 10th, we have your chance to win some free crumble cookies. Uh, we have a box of crumble cookies up on our Facebook page that you have the chance to win. It's a like, comment, and share deal that you can win if you hear this before Monday, October the 10th. Just go to Facebook.com slash KFIN1079. And don't forget, Crumble has an app. You can download the app and order online and save some time. Go check them out in the shops at Hilltop, in Jonesboro, or at CrumbleCookies.com. And here's the podcast. <laughs> up Arkansas. This is Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. Good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today is Friday. It is October the 7th of 2022. Today is National Body Language Day. Hmm. We're excited about that because we are going to educate you later on this morning on what you can learn from people's body language. How awkward they're going to be. Are they nervous? Are they lying? We have all of that this morning. Some people are really good at reading body language and some people are terrible. And once I realize that we kind of educate people and smarten people up on stuff like this, then I get nervous that people are trying to overanalyze me. So I am a little (laughs) bit nervous about doing this today. Uh, But National Body Language Day. It's also National Chocolate Covered Pretzel Day. Mm. Uh, National Frappe Day. And today is actually World Smile Day as well. So get that big old smile, them pearly whites, all that fun stuff. It does help to smile with people. No, it It does. It does help. And that's part of body language, too. It's like, hey, this is a welcoming smile. I'm allowing you to come and talk to me. I hope you have a good day. Right. Hey, I read something that made me think of me and you this morning. Uh Uh-oh. And it's about how, you know, there's people out there who, um, who love to recommend things. And Kelly is a recommender. So are you. She doesn't recommend. No, I'm a food recommender. Okay. You are a television and movie recommender. Well, that can be just as an- as a- annoying. Uh, no, it's probably more so. Okay. Uh, and here's what we found out. <laughs> they were talking to people and said, hey, if somebody that's uh, close to you is really pushing like a new television show or a movie, are you more likely or less likely to engage? One million percent. If it's somebody that loves me and knows me and knows like that, I'm, you know, I have certain quirks or things I think is funny or certain whatever. And they're telling me to watch it. A million percent. Now, if it's somebody that's just like, oh, yeah, I saw this movie. It's good. And I've never met that person before. I'm not watching it. Yeah, but let's say it's your brother. Your brother tells you. A million percent, because guess who knows you the best? Your family and your loved ones. So if they're telling you that, you need to listen. The Office, Michael Scott. Thank you very much. All right, old grouch. Here's what they say, though. (laughs) They say that uh, 52% of people are more likely to watch something if it's recommended by somebody close. But then there's the other side of the coin. There's 11% of us who are less likely to watch something that's recommended. Yeah, you. (laughs) How long did I ask you to watch The Office because it reminded me of you? How long? No, I know that. Two years. And it kind of worked out okay. But there's something about somebody trying to tell you what to do. I don't want to be told what to do. 
I don't want to be told what I it's think is a funny. Recommendation. I don't want to hear nothing. You're already nobody. Mm, it's early. So anyway, <laughs> real stats out this morning. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Earliest memories. There's a deal out talking about like some people remember stuff from really, really early. Yeah. Which I think sounds really, really bogus. <laughs> okay. Um, and let me run through the stats and I want to try to have you think about like some of your earliest memories, right? Okay. Uh, 20% of people say they remember things from when they were three years old. Man. Okay. Are they seven? Uh, yeah, maybe. It's crazy, right? That seems way early. Uh, 17% of people say they were four years old. 15% of people say five. Here's where it gets really crazy. There's 11% of people who believe they remember stuff from when they were two years old. <laughs> I mean, I don't. So, I mean, I can't set, call them liars, but if they do, that's amazing. 3% of people say they remember stuff from when they were one. Okay. And then 2% say they remember stuff when they were infants, like they were just born. And I'm sitting here thinking, man, I don't know if I have any memories from before like 85. Or like yesterday. <laughs> like when you really think about that, like how in the world do people think they remember stuff from, from when they were two or three? And if you followed the show for a second or you followed my social media, my dad was a, he grew up with a video camera on his shoulder. And so sometimes I'm like, is it a memory I have or is it something that I, I've watched so many times when I was, you know, he's got a video of me th- at three. Am I remembering that because I've seen the video so many times or because my mom and dad have told me about it or do I actually have a memory of it but the only thing i can think of would be my first memory is i was listening to annie uh the sun will come out tomorrow and i was it was in a cassette tape and i was belting it i probably was four maybe five and i remember hearing something behind me and my my uncle and aunt were there and i turned around and my dad and his brother my uncle doug were in the door smiling and looking at me like listening to me sing and i got so embarrassed I remember I got mad and I I turned the I pressed stop and I got in the closet and hid. Oh yeah, that, that's <laughs> literally that's the only thing I can think of that I don't have it on video camera. I don't rem- really remember him telling me that story, unless it was a dream. Yeah, there you go. I wonder if that's it, and maybe it wasn't a dream. So I have two memories and I can't remember which ones. Uh, and I can't remember how old I was, but it was around Michael Jackson time, right? Yeah. Like, I remember me and my cousin Dustin trying to, we went out and we got the jackets. Like, they were for sale at either Dillard's or JCPenney or something like that. The red ones? Uh, there was a red one and a black one. Uh, and I remember having those on, on the fireplace and singing and dancing and mm-hmm. wanting to be Michael Jackson. I remember that. And I'm trying to think, that's probably 84, right? 83, 84. And did you have a photo or any video of it? No, nothing. See? Yeah. So that's a memory like that's legit. I remember I remember that situation. And I might vaguely remember my mom bringing my brother home. He was, he was three years younger than me. I might barely remember that. Is that when you tried to throw him in the garbage? I was really upset <laughs> and uh, upset that I was not the only child. <laughs> Some people say they remember taking their first steps. Okay. I don't know about that. Unless you took your first steps when you were like five. Some people say they remember their first words. And again, I think you're right. I think a lot of this is because, especially as kids get older now, we're going to have everything documented. Yeah, they're going to see every single moment of their life. Yeah, like Kyle. We have stuff from everything. Like, here's the moment he was born, and here's the moment after he was born, and here it's where, you know, he had, like, his eyes were crossed, and here's funny faces, Mm -hmm. here's after he threw up. You know, we have all that stuff, but it's kind of crazy to think about your first memories. I wonder if that's a fun social media post. Like, what's the first memory of your life that you can actually remember? And if there's anyone that has those memories under two years old, oh, and you can lying. argue with them. Yeah, no, I will argue because nope. they're lying. And y'all know if, if you argue with Brandon, you get banned. I will ban people today. I'm, I'm in the mood for that. I can and tell. Maybe we can uh, check in with Dr. Spites and see if Dr. Spites has any like real, real oh, reasoning yeah. behind this. Like, is there really an age? I would assume it, too. Your brain's not developed enough to, to carry memories like that. I don't know. But maybe we could find out from a real doc this morning as well. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So we're talking about earliest memories and, like, what age is real. Some people say they remember stuff from uh, before the age of one. Some people say, oh, I was three, and I have these great memories of things when I was three. Mm. I'm calling some bogusness on that. But also, I thought we would uh, pick up the phone early this morning and call the good doctor himself, Dr. Feelgood. Bless his heart. Dr. Shane Spites, the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. And when I say bless his heart, it's not because of him. It's because of you. It's because 
Because even at 6.13 in the morning, I'm ready to bother him? Yep. You want to see if he answers? Sure. Hopefully you're not bothering his family. Ah, uh, he didn't care. That's what he gets Says paid for. Brandon. He gets paid for stuff like this. Is that what you tell yourself so you can sleep at night? He gets justify? Pa- he gets paid to take my calls. <laughs> I appreciate the NYIT college for allowing this. I don't think you... Oh, I got it. Uh, hello? <laughs> uh, hey, good morning to the man himself, Dr. Feelgood. Hello. Hey! He's the one that makes you feel it. All right. He's the one that got Feelgood. And he's going to be your Frankenstein. Frank 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 Dr. Shane's Sports! Dr. Shane's Sports! Dr. Shane's Dr. Feelgood, did I wake you up this morning? Is it Wednesday? Uh, no, it's Friday. How you doing? We are so sorry to wake you up so obnoxiously. <laughs> like 6.15. I mean, not, I'm actually driving back from the gym, but I... I was just surprised to, to see a call from you. Oh, uh, way to brag about it. Yeah, what'd you, what'd what's you wrong do? now, Brandon? <laughs> yeah, right. What's my ailment? <laughs> uh, hangnail. Okay. Um, hey, that's it. Hey, what should I do with the hangnail? Should I pull it or leave it? Jeez. Okay, well, you want to be careful with it. You want to keep it clean and dry for sure. Generally, you use some clippers yeah. clip it down to the base. Don't pull it because then you'll end up, as most people do, pull it and it starts bleeding. Oh, you know, and infection, all that. He's probably the only doc- doctor that wants you to Google it. Yeah, yeah, he please. Wants you to, <laughs> he wants you to go to WebMD. Please go and get away from me. Hey, I did tell my wife the other day that you and I had a conversation about her on the radio uh, about how she thought when Kai was in the bath too long that he had a catastrophic disease because his fingers wrinkled. She didn't find us very funny. Yeah, I bet not. I bet. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't think that that. Uh, I wouldn't I, think that, that that set you up for a great home life. You do things like that. <laughs> Hey, there's a deal out today talking about people and their first memories. And some people, like 20% of people say they remember stuff when they were three years old. They say some people, like 3% of people say they remember stuff from when they were one year old. Is there any way that's possible? Uh, The one year old, no, not at all. Um, There's actually, oddly enough, there was some data about that. Um, Technically speaking, though it's not true, technically speaking, you could remember down to about age three um, it, but most people can't remember that far back. Most people, it's like age five. Yeah. Most people, like they remember their earliest memory of something like a grandparent, or it's some snapshot in their brain, something specific in their brain that they remember that's imprinted uh, that they can recall back to. So for most people, you know, five to seven or something like that. Technically speaking, could you remember something back to age three? You could. Nothing really underage. Certainly nothing under two and a half. Certainly nothing. So somebody says they remember. I remember my first steps. Eh, I'd have a real hard time believing that. But, I mean, the brain's a strange thing. We're still learning a lot about it. So what do you think it is? We have uh, either videos or photos, or we've heard the story so many times, we just kind of envision this in our brains? You know, that's a really good point um, in terms of, like, do I, do I go through some family photo album and it jogs some memory that I had that I had forgotten about? Now, that is possible. It is possible that if, you, if you're looking through some pictures or something like that, some old pictures, and you're like, Hey, I kind of remember that. Mm-hmm. Or all of a sudden it kind of, you know, jars them because it's probably the memory's probably imprinted there somewhere. It's just your ability to recall it is where the issue is. Oh, Does that make sense? No, yes. it's the recall. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Yeah. 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 Because I mean, and, and the brain, guys, when we talk about things that we don't know a lot about, I mean, we know a lot about the brain. There's a lot we don't know about the brain. Mm-hmm. And we're still kind of, you know, pulling back those layers in terms of how, how complicated it really is. So what you're saying is those people who say they remember stuff from the age of one are just freaking liars this morning. Brandon, you're such. Well, don't answer that, Dr. Spice. Just don't. No, that's what he said. No. They're liars. You like to say weird stuff and <laughs> say other people say it. What's your, yeah, early, not, what, what's your earliest memory? Do you have any? Like something that stands out? Um, yeah, like I remember um, like I remember a grandparent, you know, when I was younger. I have like a snapshot of some things that have happened, you know, when I was probably... I was probably five. I remember some things when I was five um, and four, um, you know, just kind of like be like at a family gathering or something or like at a um, maybe like a Christmas time or something when you got some, you know, cool fire truck or something like that. I don't yeah. know. But I, I kind of remember things like that. And, I, and I, when I think back about how old I was, I was probably four or five. And see, the thing is, how about you? no, I, I don't remember anything uh, probably before the age of about 14. 
14. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, he doesn't remember anything past yesterday. <laughs> no, I'm thinking probably, you know, five, six. My, my first stuff was at Michael Jackson yeah. stuff, me and my cousin, you know, and that's probably 83, 84, I would think. So. And that was a big deal for you, probably, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I was, I mean, he was my favorite, Michael Jackson. And in that era, you know, he was the superstar of the world. So. So emotionally, you had a that actually helped you anchor that memory, and so you've tied something to it emotionally, and so that Ooh. that probably helps you recall it easier. Yeah, and I, I've grabbed myself ever since. Okay, Brandon, it's too early for this mess. <laughs> Some lessons do not encourage him. Some lessons you never you never lose. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. All right, Hong Kong. Uh uh. Do not no. Do not say that. No. Hey, thanks for taking the call, even at 6 o'clock in the morning. We appreciate it, man. Absolutely. You guys have a great day. Good weekend. You too. Dr. Shane Spites, he's the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. He he tells me he's a certified genius, so for him to not remember anything before the age of five... Those of you who say you remember stuff before that, he just said y'all are lying. Complete liars. Brandon G. Did he not say that? Uh Uh-huh. I think he did. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right. Good morning, Arkansas. It's time to celebrate. It's time for an Arkansas's morning show. High five. High five. Hey, a big high five goes out today to Aaron Liu from Little Rock. So the story is, is Aaron Liu goes to Little Rock Central High School and uh, pretty amazing little feat for Aaron Liu because Aaron Liu has uh, scored a 36 on his ACT, meaning it's an absolutely perfect score. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so the average ACT score is around a 21. The scale is from a 1 all the way to a 36. And again, Aaron Liu from Little Rock Central High School, scored a 36. No mistakes. All of it perfect. Amazing. That's incredible, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, So Aaron Liu is also uh, one of the National Merit semifinalists uh, this year, too. So obviously well-studied, very smart, a high achiever. And man, the sky's the limit. A 36 on the ACT. So here's to you, Aaron Liu. It's an Arkansas morning show. High five! High five! And today's high five is powered by Right Fiber from Ritter Communications. It's the right speed at the right price right now. You can find out about availability in your area when you go to rightfiber.com. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, doing it big on a Friday morning. It is October the 7th. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas! This is Country Music News on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. We have Country Music News today on Arkansas's Ashley McBride. It's just a room key. You ain't got a lot to me. So Ashley McBride had one of those dream come true types of days yesterday. She was on CBS Mornings and uh, she was invited to be there in New York to talk about her album. And all of a sudden they're like, hey, Ashley, we have a pretty big surprise. Let me introduce you to Garth Brooks. So Garth comes on live from the Grand Ole Opry where he proceeds to invite Arkansas's Ashley McBride to be a member of the Grand Ole Opry, which for any artist in country Mm -hmm. music, that is the dream come true type of moment. Here's Ashley McBride and Garth Brooks from CBS Mornings. Uh, You know where we're at. We're at the Grand Ole Opry. I'm standing in the circle of wood right now where you stand. Miss Ashley McBride, on behalf of the Opry and myself as an Opry member, but try not to cry, we would love for you to consider becoming the newest member of the Grand Ole Opry. Um, it would be um, the great joy and the great honor of my life. Thank you, Garth. It's really sweet to watch that, to watch his emotion, to watch her emotion. And again, a dream come true type of day for Ashley McBride. We have country music news today on Arkansas's Justin Moore. Because we're the woman you love. You talk all night. Five acres and a farmhouse and painted bright white. 
also Justin Moore released a new song. It's a duet featuring Priscilla Block, and this is the second single off of Justin's upcoming album, and it's the first time he's ever released a duet as a single. So Justin says that this song is going to have a lot of different meanings for different people, but for him, this song's about a guy who's been married for 15 years with four kids. So he says for him it's about making time for his romantic relationship with his wife. He goes on to say that their kids are a top priority, but they also have to make time for their relationship. Uh, The song is called You, Me, and Whiskey. It features Priscilla Block. Here's Justin Moore. It's you, me, and whiskey all night long. Sinking to the bottom of the country songs. Five burning hot till the last drop's gone. Let's turn it up, turn it up. Till we take that black label bus too far. The saving things to stay in the dark. Ain't nothing as sweet, ain't nothing as strong as you. called You, Me, and Whiskey. It's Justin Moore featuring Priscilla Block, and it's out now. And country music news today on Toby Keith. I should have been a cowboy. So Toby Keith is about to be honored. Toby is going to receive the BMI Icon Award at the 70th Annual BMI Country Awards, which take place in Nashville on November the 8th. So the Icon Award is given to an exceptional songwriter in recognition of their unique and indelible influence on generations of music makers. Mm. Uh, and that's Toby Keith. I mean, the the idea that he's put out so many hits over so many years, all these songs that we can remember. I wish I didn't know now what, what I, I didn't, didn't know then. I wish I could start this whole thing over Toby again. Keith, the I'm BMI Icon Award winner. Toby Keith, so many hits. That's my house, and that's my car, that's my dog in my backyard. There's the window to So Toby Keith, there might be that question, how do you like me now? I think the BMI Icon Award is a sign of approval from everyone in country. Congratulations, Toby. How do you like me now? Oh, yeah. Now that I'm on my Toby Keith, BMI Icon Award winner, and again, uh, best of luck and get well soon to Toby Keith, who's currently battling cancer, and uh, it's been a tough road for him, so our thoughts are with Toby Keith today. And that's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. She's a walking, talking encyclopedia. It's Kelly Perry's Did You Know on Arkansas's Morning Show. Did you know KFC had a sibling restaurant called Kentucky Roast Beef and Ham in the 60s, but they closed within a few years after being unable to turn a profit? Ugh. Did you know 20th Century Fox scheduled Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakquel, to come out one week after Avatar because they were worried Avatar would bomb, so they needed a safer bet for insurance. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Avatar ended up being one of the biggest movies of all time. And did you know when Metallica was making its self-titled album in 1991, it was so stressful that three of the four members of the band got divorced during the recording. But it wound up being one of the best-selling albums in history, so I wonder if it was worth it. I mean, why not? Metallica for you. 1991. And if you didn't know, now you know. Brandon Baxter in the morning. You know, it's kind of crazy. Some days, like, just feel like they're harder than other days. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just feel like, hey, I'm going to have to get through today. I'm going to have to endure and do the best I can. 
And I thought my day was pretty good, right? But I knew I was tired all day yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like early in the show, I thought, man, I'm way too tired uh, for where I should be at this point in the morning with all this caffeine. I go home, take a nap, think my nap's going to make me uh, wake up and be all refreshed. And I woke up still tired. I drank a cup of coffee. I took some pre-workout, tried to force myself to work out. And I'm sitting there going, oh, my goodness. Yeah. I still feel tired. Mm-hmm. And after all the caffeine, after a nap and all that stuff. And then I found out, and we've talked about this before, but it's crazy what music can do. Yeah. Like when you find music that hits you, that connects with you, all of a sudden, boom, it's like it's a light switch mm-hmm. and everything changed. So I was going to make dinner last night after my workout. And I thought, well, you know, Leslie's kind of doing other stuff. I'll play some music and just kind of see if it changes my mood. Kelly, mm-hmm. it was dramatic. And it was almost instant. Well, what was it? I'm dying to know what the artist, what the song was. What were you doing? It was going every which way. Yeah. Most of it, all, most of it all country because it was stuff I could sing. I don't sound as good when I'm rapping. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you if you think of me as a rapper or like classical opera. Not really opera. No. You know, our friend Bethania is pretty good at opera. Mm-hmm. I'm not really good at opera. I'm not really. Why are you saying it like? I don't that? think I'd be very good at that. Okay. I don't think my uh, my diaphragm is big enough. Yeah. What is that? Where's your diaphragm? It's what it's it's it, is it does help you sing. That's what I thought. Yes. That's what I said. My diaphragm might okay. be I have a small diaphragm. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard. Okay. Anyway, a couple of the songs I hit. Tell me if these if these get you fired up. Uh this one is maybe my new favorite. Tennessee. Yeah, it's Parker McCullough, right? Now, if you have Spotify, you can read the lyrics. So it's almost like when we were little, we'd read the inside of the cassette or whatever, or the CD, Mm -hmm. and try to learn the song. So I sit there and I try to do that. Did you? Uh, In between sets? uh, Yeah, in between sets of my performance. (laughs) Uh, And really, you know who who loves it when I sing the most? Murphy Lee. What the hook going to be? Uh-oh. I don't need no Murphy hook on this beat. He is my... We thought he was a cavapoo. He's your mutt. He is not a mutt. He's a poo. He's, He's a poo your fifteen hundred dollar mutt. He's a no. I didn't pay for him. <laughs> uh, another song that really gets me fired up. It's a hard track. And then, like I, I was in, I was in a mood. I was like, I'm gonna slow it down just for a second oh. because even in my own home concerts, sometimes you got to keep your pace. Then you got to slow it down to bring it back up, right? Okay. So thank God, I get this is good, man. Please tell me you sang this to your wife as you were cooking. I danced around. Is that how you were dancing? Yes. Maybe you should just sing. Okay. Or lip sync. No. Also, like the uh, is it Nate Smith, right? That's good. Whiskey on you. And then I'm like, let's do some 90s country here for a second. It's my song, too. I'm gonna be somebody. Yeah. Then I slowed it down for a second. Her eyes are blue. Hey. Her hair was long. It's 64. One of Kelly's favorite songs. Okay. Songs. Don't ask her on a straight tequila night. She'll start thinking about him. Y'all, you know, if you're having a day where everything feels tough, find your favorite music, music you can sing to. Music that feels like your life, and all of a sudden it all gets better. Six days on the road. Hey. Hit me a little Sawyer Brown. Yeah. You know the one from Sawyer Brown that's my song? I know about, which one you're talking about. This one? Yeah, you can't make them all like you, man. Even though I go for most, I'm working okay. on that. It's what I do. <laughs> it is not what you do. It is what I do. No, it's not. No. I, I want to feel wanted. What am I, Hunter Hayes all of a sudden? Right. <laughs> I know this sounds crazy. Believe huh? me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. Okay, guys. Swatting is when someone calls the police and lies to make them send a SWAT team to your house. It's a really dangerous prank, and it's highly illegal. Oh, my god! In Wisconsin, you can get up to 15 years in prison for it. So I mention this because people won't stop swatting a guy in Milwaukee named Patrick Tomlinson because in 2018, he didn't think Norm McDonald was that funny. <laughs> so he 
posted a tweet in September of 2018 that said, Hot take. I've never thought Norm MacDonald was funny and pretty sure all my comedy friends who did were either nuts or messing with me. Oh, wow. That fired some people up. But now, sadly, Norm died just over a year ago. But the swatting started even before that. It's now happened six times in two years. The first one was in 2020 when police got a bogus tip that kids were in danger at Patrick's place. No. They banged on his door at 1130 and yelled, where are the children? And now it's happened four more times in just three months. That's awful. All right. So <clears throat> over the summer, someone called pretending to be Patrick and claimed he just killed his wife. That time, officers dragged him out from his house at no. gunpoint. No. And then the most recent one happened a few days ago when his wife was home by herself. This is how do people get this to happen? Right. So Patrick and his wife obviously didn't think it was funny, but the whole thing's kind of been traumatizing. But they are still trying to have a sense of humor about it. After this last one, they put up a sign on the door that lists how many days it had been since the last time they were swatted. No. The person or people who keep doing it are facing serious jail time, uh, but so far they have nothing on who it was. That's, I've never heard I know. of that. That's wild. Speaking of swatting, a wife comes home to find her husband swatting flies. She asks him, how many have you killed so far, honey? The husband replies, I've got three girl flies and two guy flies. And the wife asks, how the heck do you know the difference between a guy and a girl fly? The husband says, I've swatted three on the phone and two on a beer can. <laughs> All right. And there's even more proof that people are crazy. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, candy season is here. The Halloween candies are everywhere, and many of us, as we walk past them, we are tempted to go and pick up a bag. It's one of the reasons I have to do a click list, because I don't need to go in the store because of the candy aisle. I'm a candy no. freak. I yeah. love it. Well, no, and you get disgusting candy, like, here's some red licorice, and ugh, here's bottle caps. I don't, Brandon, I don't buy bottle caps. No, you'd be a bottle cap type of person. I do like Tootsie Rolls. I bet you buy, what are those, uh, are they called Good and Plenties? No, ooh, I like Mike and Ike's. What are those, the uh, fruity ones? Yeah. They're talking about the best Halloween candies. They took 10 different candy experts, and somehow Kelly didn't make the list. I should have. They were talking about the uh, best candies for Halloween. Let's run through the list. Okay. Number one, the most popular, the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Got it. It's the number one. They say it's the perfect size, the perfect packaging. I mean, the packaging all year is orange for Halloween. Yeah, you're right. Like, literally, that could be the perfect one. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to tell you, it might not look like a Halloween thing, but those uh, Reese's Peanut Butter footballs. Are they good? I haven't had one yet. Yeah, because the way they're designed. Think about how a football's built. Think about there being a little extra peanut butter in the center. Mm. Those are good. Uh, They say Twix are good for Halloween, too. They say Twix bars hit the right note every time because they're never too dry, never too chewy, and never too creamy. Okay. Which is pretty good. I do like caramel, Twix. little crunch, little chocolate. The cookie on the inside. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Sour Patch Kids, they're sour than their sweets. Yes. Easy to eat. They don't really get stuck in your teeth either. Like dots. Oh my gosh. Like you might as well have a dentist on standby for that. I did see dots and it had all reds. Have you ever seen a box of dots that was all red? So no. instead of having the gross green ones and the gross like yellow ones, yeah. they, they had like the strawberry and watermelon and cherry. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. I might like those. Yeah. I got some Junior Mints not too long ago. I like those. Junior Mints. Mm-hmm. You like those? Yeah. I got the Hot Tamales. You got the, I get those like, red Hot Tamales? I don't like those. Okay, they didn't make the list. So number one's Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Number two, Twix. Number three, Sour Patch Kids. Number four is Snickers. It's nougat. It's caramel. It's nuts. And it's chocolate. You know, Snickers satisfies. Well, they say it's the hardiest of all candy bars. Hardy. Like, it's the hardiest. Peanuts. And then people let what? They have peanuts in it. Yeah. You know, that protein. I mean, eat a Snickers, it's good for you. It has protein in it. Oh, for sure yeah. it does. Yeah. Chocolate's good for you too, mm-hmm. right? Maybe not milk chocolate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Starburst is good too. They say they're sweet, chewy, and the right size. The experts love the pink ones the best. What's your favorite one in three, two, one, pink? Red. Okay. Oh, really? I'm surprised we didn't get the same mm. one. Halloween candies are out. The number one most popular the can't miss Halloween candy, Reese's peanut butter cups, according to the experts out there. Brandon Baxter in the morning. And Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, happy yeah. birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today. It is Friday, October the 7th of 2022. 
local birthdays, local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Jennifer Dollar of Marmaduke, who celebrates Angela King in Paragould, David Ward of Haskell. We have Gage Blue in Jonesboro, Dolan Sharp of Pottsville, Jenny Guthrie of Corning, Courtney Daniel of Tyronza, Pam Wood of Jonesboro celebrates today. We have Joni White of Marmaduke, Rhett Reeves of Wynn is 14, and also the great nephew of our GM. Our Chief Operating Officer, Scott Seiler. So happy birthday to Rhett, who celebrates today. Tiffany McMinn of Monette, Addison Briley of Ola. We have Jerry Don Moore of Pocahontas, Allie Emerson in Russellville, Eleanor Grace of Chickala, and Crystal O'Brien of Russellville celebrates as well. Celebrating tomorrow, Karen Snyder of Jonesboro. We have Tiffany Gwinnup of Sulphur Rock, Cody Griffin of Jonesboro, Sherry Patel of Jonesboro, Chris Turnage of Hot Springs, Jennifer Weaver in West Memphis, and Bingo Betty in Stuttgart celebrates tomorrow. Celebrating on Sunday, happy birthday goes out to Carrie Garrett of Moralton, who turns 40. Love from Charles, Callie, and Cam. Happy birthday, Carrie. Happy birthday, Carrie. Uh, also celebrating Shannon Reynolds of Hot Springs, Matthew Knight of Jonesboro, Cody Blagg of Truman, Beverly Rawls of Paragould, Becca Jackson and Wynn. We have Valerie Davis of Stuttgart. Lee Caldwell, the principal at VPA in Jonesboro, celebrates. And Lois Starling of Ravenden is turning two. Happy birthday from Nana and Papa. And if you have a birthday today or this weekend, we say this. We say happy, happy birthday. birthday to all y'all. And you celebrate with these celebrities. Happy birthday today to Simon Cowell, who is 63. Been on, he was on American Idol. That's where we kind of first knew who he was, right? Yeah, and then uh, he did that show. The Was he on X Factor I with Britney? So. And mm-hmm. now he's on America's Got Talent. Yeah. Happy birthday to Simon Cowell. Happy birthday to Tico Torres, who is 69. That's the drummer for Bon Jovi. Oh, we're halfway Tico Torres of Bon Jovi celebrates today. Tico Torres, 69 today. Happy birthday today to John Cougar Mellencamp, who is 71. Oh, ain't that America? John Mellencamp, 71 today. Celebrating tomorrow, Bella Thorne is 25. That was CeCe Jones on Disney Channel's Shake It Up. Bruno Mars will be 37 tomorrow. Happy birthday, Bruno. Mike the Miz Mazanin will be 42 tomorrow, WWE superstar. Matt Damon will be 52 tomorrow. He is Jason Bourne. Chevy Chase will be 79 tomorrow. Of course, y'all remember him from National Lampoon's Vacation, The Three Amigos, SNL. And celebrating on Sunday, Zachary Ty Bryan will be 41. That's Tim Allen's oldest son, Brad, on Home Improvement. Scott Bakula will be 68. That's Special special Agent Pride on NCIS New Orleans, and he was also the main guy of the first Quantum Leap. I'm going to tell you that NCIS New Orleans, if you haven't watched it, that's good. I like okay. I like him. Happy birthday on Sunday to John O'Hurley, who will be 68. That was Jay Peterman on Seinfeld. Jay Peterman. And happy birthday on Sunday to Scotty McCreary, who is 29. Happy Damn birthday. Straight, you're killing me, man. You know I've always been your biggest fan. Now I can't even listen, cause I'll get to missing her than I heard. Scotty McCreary turns 29 on Sunday. I'm in between. Scotty McCreary's birthday is Sunday, and y'all, I'm feeling it. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, ain't nothing like feeling that summertime feeling. Kick back, relax, just chilling. I'm feeling, I'm feeling it. Whoa, whoa. Scotty McCreary celebrates on Sunday. I need a little you time, you time, red wine. Sipping in the moonlight, your touch, your skin, your lips. Kissing on 
Day goes out to my good friend Scotty McCreary, who turns 29 on Sunday. Happy birthday, Scotty. Hope you have a good one. Today in pop culture on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. All right, so today is October the 7th, and today in pop culture in 1968, the Motion Picture Association of America. They adopted the film rating system ranging from G for general audiences to um, X. X. How about that? Uh, today in pop culture in 1989, Paula Abdul put out her first album, Forever Your Girl, which went on to hit uh, number one. That that album featured big time Paula Abdul songs like this. Also featured on the album, one of Kelly's favorites. (laughs) What about, I don't know, this one's on the album too. Take two steps back. This is a cat. (laughs) Also featured on the album. That's big, man. Today in pop culture in 1991, Garth Brooks was number one with his album called Rope in the Wind. It featured this. Well, she knows his love's in Tulsa, and she knows he's gonna go. Well, it ain't no woman, flesh and blood, it's that damn old rodeo. Here we go. Oh, well, it's blood, and blood, it's a dust and mud, it's the roar of a Sunday crowd. It's also featured on Rope in the Wind. I will sail my Right, it makes me want to go back and watch Garth again. You know now I'm not a man who's ever been insecure about the world I've been living in. I don't break easy. I have my pride, but if you mean to be satisfied, I'm shameless. Today in pop culture in 1995, another iconic album, Alanis Morissette. Her album Jagged Little Pill was at the top of the charts. It featured this. Jagged Little Pill also featured this. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. It's like Rayer. It also featured on Jagged Little Pill. And every time you speak her name, does she know what you told me? You hold me until you die. Until you die. High school year. Graduation. Girls love Delanis. The ladies love Delanis and they did not love me in 95. And today in pop culture in 2017, Jason Aldean was on Saturday Night Live, where uh, it was right after what happened in Las Vegas. If you remember, uh, he was on stage when a gunman started shooting Mm. from the hotel. So he appeared on SNL, and his performance is one of my favorite things he's ever done. He did the Tom Petty song, I Won't Back Down, live on SNL. Today is October the 7th, and that is today in pop culture. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So today is National Body Language Day. And I did some research this morning because I was looking for like signs of uh, like what we can learn from body language. Mm -hmm. Because they say, yes, you can say some things, but really your body can tell a different story. Like you can verbally tell people one thing. 
but based on your movements, your mannerisms, and how you hold your body, mm-hmm. you might be able to really figure out the truth. I said I was sorry. Right. Oh, oh I did? can tell right there by the aggression. Yeah. So uh, here are some things that we can learn from uh, body language. And again, this is one of the things that when I tell you these, I will then start to actively work on these things. So if I am nervous and I know that what I'm doing is a sign of nervousness, I will try not to be nervous, which will only in turn make me more nervous. You overcompensate. Yes, I know. It was like I talked to him. We had a police officer who worked here at one point. He, he had done police work and then came in and he did sales. And he was talking about how they can tell police can tell when you're lying by the way you look up. And then so I actively tried not to look up every time I was around him. So then it just looked like there was something in your eye or you. Yeah, you, you probably <laughs> you probably went all over the place trying yeah. not to look up. because like one of the the way this works and one of our officer friends can kind of confirm this. If you look up one way, you're trying to recall something, you're trying to remember something. And if you're looking off the other way and up, you're trying to make something up <sighs> like you're trying to create a lie. So once I knew that, I was like, oh, my gosh, now I'm going to have to worry about this all the time. Yeah. Well, hopefully there's exceptions where not everyone is lying. No, if they do, if they look that certain way. Sure. (laughs) Here are some things we can learn from body language on National Body Language Day. They say that if you have your arms crossed, which, oh, my gosh, I have them. It's a (laughs) it's a signal of resistance. Uh, And it's a physical barrier. You're trying to protect yourself. And more than likely, you're not open to what the other person is saying. Or you're cold. Or you could be cold. Yeah. Because I, I, I find myself doing that a lot. And when I'm t- listening to people, yeah. and it's not because I'm, I'm upset. It's because I'm cold and I'm like, hmm, it's just a nice place to rest. All right. But it could know. it be because you're uncomfortable and you're trying to protect yourself and it's a shell? No, I would just walk off if I didn't like it. You think? Mm-hmm. Uh, they say real smiles, crinkle eyes. So if somebody is smiling at you and their eyes are basically not crinkled, they're not moving, like this. it's a fake smile. Yeah, it's fake. It's like what kids do. Yeah. You know, hey, smile for the camera. And you're like, okay, that looks, that's not how you smile like when you're hurting, smile. Yeah. Uh, they say uh, when you copy body language, when you're mirror, uh, mirroring body language, that's good. Because that means like if somebody crosses their arms and then you cross your arms, uh, this means you're bonding with them and you're open to what they're saying. You feel like the conversation is going well Hmm. and you mirror what they're doing. They say posture is a big deal, too. So imagine when you see somebody who's powerful when they walk into a room, more than likely they stand up tall, Mm -hmm. their shoulders are kind of broad and they walk in with confidence. Mm -hmm. And they say the brain is hardwired to equate power with the amount of space that people take up. So if you stand up taller and your shoulders are broad and you walk in with the confidence, Hmm. people feel that. They also say if eyebrows are raised, that's a sign of discomfort. They say people raise their eyebrows for different emotions. And there's mainly three. Surprise, worry, and fear. They say if you're having a relaxed conversation, kind of like we are right now, try to raise your eyebrows. Like I want you to talk to me and try to raise your eyebrows. But speak. Well... I don't know. Say anything. I don't Just know talk. what I'm supposed to say. But it's weird, right? So yeah. like when you're relaxed and you don't feel when I, you when you feel comfortable, it's hard to do that. I bet body language experts have problems with seeing people raise their eyebrows now because of all the Botox. And it could be that too. <laughs> <laughs> they say exaggerated nodding signals anxiety. So like if you're going, yeah, uh-huh, 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 that basically you're worried about what uh, about um, how they're taking what you're saying. Basically, gotcha. exaggerated nodding signals anxiety about approval. It means you're insecure and you're trying to overcompensate by like, oh yes, I agree, I agree. Hurry up and get it over with. And I can picture people doing that. It's also like our buddy David the Barrel Boy when he would go, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And we're like, why? What? Huh? <laughs> Quit hurrying me. <laughs> right. Uh, they say a clenched jaw is a sign of stress. It shows a sign mm. of discomfort. And they also say that the eyes lie. Sometimes they say people automatically deliberately will hold eye contact when they're trying to cover up the fact that they're lying because they know that we think, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, they're not looking at me. They're not making eye contact. They're lying. Yep. So the liar holds eye contact even longer. They'll still there's they'll stare a hole right through you to try to prove that, that they're not lying. They say that uh, people overcompensate to the point that it becomes uncomfortable. Wow. So as we sit here today on National Body Language Day, we can think about all these things and we can psychoanalyze everyone we deal with on a regular basis. 
So whenever somebody does one of these things that signals stress, distress, anxiety, I am going to start calling them out. Are you stressed out? Why are, Why did you cross your arms? Are you not open to what I'm saying? Oh, maybe You're not you really smiling that. because your eyes aren't moving. Man. That's what I'm going to start doing. I am going to start calling people out. Effective right now. 807. Report back. If you look uncomfortable, I'm calling you out. If I look uncomfortable, leave me alone. (laughs) Brandon Baxter in the morning. Here it is. Welcome to Friday morning. Glad you guys are here with us. I made some chicken and dumplings last night, like a good old Southern meal. How'd it turn out? Got a bunch of dumplings. Yeah, I think the problem was um, I have this issue with chicken and dumplings where I want it to be done faster and I want the dumplings to be cooked all the way through. So I heat it up a little bit too fast, at which point most of the chicken burned to the bottom of the pan. <laughs> so basically I had dumplings for dinner. Let me ask this again. How'd your family enjoy dinner? Uh, Kai didn't eat it. He wanted uh, something else. <laughs> That's disgusting, Dad. Uh, Leslie loved it because, again, it was nothing but dumplings. So there's no sense in having chicken when you uh-huh. really just want the dumplings. Dumplings. Just get some dumplings. Well, I had I, I ate Mexican food last night, but I went and ate with some friends. And um, you know how people are always like, oh, this triggered me or I got triggered. You hear people say that a lot. I was sitting there, and they had their two-year-old son with them, and he was blonde hair, blue eyes, and my son, and he was two. My son is now, he'll be 20 in January, but he has blonde hair and blue eyes, so when they first brought their son in, who I'd never met, um, I automatically, like, completely went back to my son, Kurt, and was like, oh my gosh, it's been forever. And then I feel like with COVID in the last couple of years, it's like, you we haven't seen babies and younger kids as much. So it's like, I I was wanting to be all over that kid. Well, he was eating his gummies and whatever his little his little fruit snacks and and all of a sudden he went and went for his sippy cup and um i just remember bad things about the sippy cup like finding disgusting milk it you know that had gone like gone bad in the sippy Mm -hmm. cup or when i was trying to get kurt to not drink out of a sippy cup anymore and he would always want a sippy cup so i mean he was 14 it was brandon okay weird it's like kurt you're Uh 14 right stop doing that the anyway. pacifier at 13 was weird, but the sippy cup at 14 was even more weird. But no, this is what's weird. Here's where he gets his weirdness. It's me. So all of a sudden, that little boy goes for his sippy cup, and there was kind of like a lull so I could hear, and he starts sucking that sippy cup like there is no tomorrow. Like the only nutrients he's going to have is in that sippy cup, and all the ma- all of a sudden, I was transformed back to uh, my son's bed, like laying in bed with him when I was trying to get him to go to sleep. He might have been two, three years old. And I remember him wanting that thippy cup mm-hmm. and all of a sudden hearing him kind of wake up and grab that cup and he would, same sound. It was that sippy. And if, if y'all are grandparents, parents, you know that sippy cup sound. You oh, know yeah. it when it goes dry. You know it when there's still juice in it. And he would make that sound. And when that little boy made that sound, it's almost like I got a little bit of a chill because I haven't heard that sound in years and years and years because I haven't been around those little kids, right? So when I heard that sound, I, I started tearing up and then my friend was like, Kelly. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, what's wrong? And I was like, nothing's wrong, bad. I just had this moment where I was like, oh, my gosh, that was 15 years ago, mm. you know, 16, 17 years ago. And it felt like I was right there with Kurt, you know, drinking that sippy cup. So I guess what I want to say to y'all, uh, if you're trying to get rid of the sippy cup, the pacifier, the 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 pull up, enjoy all of those little tiny moments that you think you think are a headache. Because, oh, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. So wherever you are in that phase of life, enjoy it. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Hey, there's things you should never brag about. I saw this thread online. Can I share some things never to brag about? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I want you to tell me if you can think of someone who brags about stuff like this. Done. Will you do it? Yeah, sure. You want the bell? May I give you the bell? Yeah, sure. All right, so. When I hand Kelly the bell, I do the bell for birthdays. If she gets a bell, it means she is agreeing or, in this case, can picture somebody or think of somebody uh, right off the bat. When and I then say, I will give you their first and last name. All right. Just kidding. No, go ahead. <laughs> uh, things you should never brag about. Okay. Uh, how little sleep they get. Especially you to you or I. Oh, you're saying don't do that? Yeah. Or for me, like, oh, I slept for two hours last night. Here I go. Well, yeah, you're going to complain, so. Uh, how about people who brag about money? 
Never brag about money. People, somebody, do people still do that? People don't want to be around the people who brag about money. But it's subtle. It's yeah. like, oh, I make so much money. Passive aggressive. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, look at my new car. Yeah. You know? Hey, look at my Louis. Hey, look at my new car. <laughs> I have a friend who just bought a new car when he got stressed out. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see here. How many days, how many hours they work in a day? What? Don't, don't brag about that. Mm-mm. I worked 77 hours yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> no one cares. Don't brag about your intelligence. Yeah. That makes me not like people. Yeah. I don't know any. Okay. Sorry. It was a late. Anyway. I forgot. All right. Uh, do you know somebody who does that about how smart they are? Uh, yes. Really? Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know very many smart people. Yeah. And I apologize no, no, no. to all of you out there. They're not necessarily <laughs> smart. They're just know-it-alls. Oh, they're those They think people. they're smart. Yeah, okay. Uh, don't brag about getting into fights. Oh, I, I can beat so-and-so up. Yeah. That's so old school, mm-hmm. right? Isn't it more about, you know, be a lover and not a fighter? Sure, Brandon. What if you're neither? <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing all the I'm way sure around on this. Uh, don't brag about never reading any books. Don't brag about going to jail. Oh my gosh. So when I was in, I'm just kidding. Just, uh, no, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. Not me. And I don't want to make anybody mad. No, no, no. Uh, don't boast about anything that's intimacy related. Gosh, don't be that person. Can you picture anybody? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Who is it? Typically it's males. You think so? Uh-huh. Because what are we trying to do when we do that? That is a great question. And if you can figure that out, you'd probably make some money. So are you thinking that they brag to other guys or they brag to girls about what they do? No, it's what I hear them say to other guys. Yeah. And I can tell you as a dude, I don't really want to know that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't really care what you're doing behind closed doors. Yeah, but a lot of them probably aren't. They're not doing that either? They're just mouthing. Just mouthing. All right. Uh, don't brag about how popular you were in high school or how hard you used to party and throw it down. Brandon. No, you know, I, I would never do that. I was, I wasn't popular in high school. Yeah. I'm not even popular now. And they also say, don't brag about the, uh, the amount of drugs you've done. Gosh, no. Cause that's probably not the best either. All things that are not good to brag about. And oddly enough, Kelly knew somebody who fit into every one of those uh, buckets. There you go. Ring the bell. Stop your bragging. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Hey, thanks for starting your morning with us up on social media today. We're asking about your earliest childhood memories because like there was a whole study and some people are like, oh, no, I remember things from when I was one. I remember when I was being born. Oh, goodness. Yeah. I've seen the videos of uh, that from uh, Kelly's. Okay. She shows that at holidays. It's kind of weird, but, uh, you know, she's proud of the moment. This is how I get my family and friends to be close. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, so we talked about our favorite childhood memories. For me, it's me and my cousin Dustin. We did a Michael Jackson karaoke party or lip sync contest. And I can still picture we were on the, the fireplace in my house. Uh-huh. And my mom was there and Dustin's mom, my Aunt Helen, was there. And we were performing for them. And oddly enough, I was also performing. I was also performing uh, uh, The Sun Will Come Out Tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and my dad caught me and I got very embarrassed. Yeah, so it's kind of wild that we have those memories. But for me, like my memory was probably, I'm thinking this is probably, golly, 83, 84. So I would have been like six. Uh, Dr. Shane Spites, we talked to him super early this morning. And he says most memories start somewhere between the age of four and five, more likely leaning toward five. And a lot of the other stuff that we think about is just stuff that we've kind of learned and things we've seen Mm -hmm. in photos and videos. But uh, we want to know your favorite childhood memories, your earliest ones. Uh, And that's really everywhere. We have it up on Facebook. We have it on TikTok. We have it on Twitter. We have it on who knows what else. Yes. So find us on social media and you'll be able to respond. What's your earliest childhood memories? Brandon Baxter in the morning. Hey, don't forget Arkansas State football is tomorrow and uh, kicks off at six. James Madison comes to town. Uh, we're excited to be a part of game day, obviously. And like we start before that, we do the K-Fine countdown to kickoff from two until four at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center, where basically we get paid to pregame. <laughs> we do. And we have a lot of fun. So if you have nothing to do, if you want to to drag your spouse out, there's tons of stuff to, to drink, to eat, people there to see. Yeah. It's going to get you in the mood for the game. Um, there's other football games on. And also, when have we ever had football games that were back to back? 
with beautiful weather, yeah. not cold, not hot, not raining, absolutely forecasted beautiful weather. No, it's going to be perfect. And again, the embassy is great because you can go in there and there's a lobby bar, there's hula hands. Uh, there's all the people that congregate there. Uh, the sound of the natural state band comes mm-hmm. through the spirit squad, the cheer dance, Howl and Scarlet. They all come through the team loads onto the buses to go to the red wolf walk all through the embassy suites. So it really is a cool spot. You can tailgate there for a minute then get ready to head to the stadium and tailgate there if you want to as well. Uh, but it's fun. And if you haven't tried that experience yet, the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center. And Kelly and I broadcast live from 2 until 4 tomorrow before the game. So hope to see you there. Don't forget the podcast. It's Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly, wherever you get podcasts. And Kelly Perry, what's on TV this weekend? Tonight, for you scary movie fans, on Hulu, The Hellraiser. It's a remake with a female pinhead. So there's some people that are really excited about that. Also tonight, season premiere of Blue Bloods. Brendan Gleeson hosts Saturday Night Live, and Willow Smith will be the music guest. And on Sunday night, the Baltimore Ravens will host the Cincinnati Bengals, Celebrity Jeopardy, Celebrity Will of Fortune, and the season premiere of NCIS Los Angeles. Lots of football this weekend, too. Hope you guys have a great day and a great weekend, and we'll talk to you back here Monday morning on Arkansas's Morning Show.